I'm Sylvia Burgos Tofnes, and this is Deep Roots Radio. Every week, my guests help us connect the dots between what we eat and how it's grown because every single food dollar we spend either protects or degrades the environment, produces foods with high nutrition or empty calories, and either helps pay a fair wage or keeps farm workers among the working poor. We get to make that choice every time we push a cart through the grocery store, visit the farmer's market, and eat at a restaurant. I hope you enjoy this interview. There surely has been a huge growth in the number of uh, farmer's markets that we all now can avail ourselves of, but that's still under Mm 9,000 all across the United States. There are natural food co-ops, and increasingly conventional stores are increasing the space that they devote to whole foods Mm. and to organic foods and sustainably grown foods. But there is also what I find is a dramatically increasing portion of our population, both in in the rural area and in the city, that wants to travel to the farm, that wants to know its farmer and Mm. order directly from the person who's got that dirt under their hands or who is kind of working directly with livestock. Mm -hmm. So how do you find them? Right. And on the line with us this morning is someone who, with his team, is building an effort to make it easier for consumers to find their local farmer and for farmers to find their local markets no matter where in the world you live. And so the effort is called AgriLiance. And on the line with us this morning is... Julian Robarge, how are you? Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And we're, we're chatting with you from Quebec. Yes, you are. Which is just um, wonderful. Yes, good weather here. It's a little bit fresh, uh, <clears throat> very different from the western Canada where I typically work and live. Uh, over there, they're having a very hot uh, mm. period of the year, which is abnormal at this point. Well, Julian, let me ask you, and it's so good of you to be available because I understand that your efforts, and I came across what was a website that helps make this link or connection between the consumer and the farmer more facile. Julian, tell us about AgriLiance. Why your effort and why this website? Well, so AgriLiance started from an initiative uh, between I and my partner, um, I'm a mechanical engineer by training, but I've been doing a, an evolution in my professional career towards a more sustainable um, practice. And that has led me to exploring ways that are uh, beyond engineering. And after traveling with uh, friends and, and into um, foreign communities and participating in permaculture cl- classes, two of them, um, I've come to the conclusion that this is a major issue that we need to address. And being a problem solver, um, I wanted to put something together to address that. So uh, with a team of people that are very, very qualified in the tech world, uh, we've decided to build a tool that first uh, puts farmers on the map. And that's already hard enough to just find where the farmers are. Um, but if we figured if we could integrate a way for them to be positioned, but also to be 
marketing their products without having to market their product directly. Um, most of the, that work could be done automatically, and they could focus on keep producing the best product they could. Mm. So you're you're giving, uh, if I'm understanding right, then then the purpose of the website was to give farmers the opportunity to market their product and devote more of their time to what they need to do, which is farming. Exactly. Ah, all right. You because, know, I mean, there's a long history in in, in the uh, nutrition of the northern states and uh, and uh, Canada, um, where food chains have taken over uh, the agenda of how food is produced, mm -hmm. and so. Uh, to be marketed in places, farmers have had to basically sub be submissive to those um, rules or or conditions. So they had to modify their practice. So what we want to reverse is that um, uh, bring them some empowerment on how they produce their food, and then by building a network that is uh, integral for all of them, where they share the information amongst themselves, they become more powerful than than, than the sum of all of them. Got it. Well, Julian, you know, you, you, what you're saying makes me think about an effort I was involved in about 20 years ago. And that was an effort to uh, get shelf space for organic foods in the Minneapolis-St. Paul conventional food stores. And that was difficult because the conventional or the industrial manufacturers tended to have all the space on the shelves. That was kind of expensive real estate. And so being able to work with the major food chains, major food retailers, um, that, that was quite an effort to try to gain some shelf space for organics. And it almost as if um, what you're saying is creating a storefront uh, for these farmers. Is, is that a legitimate analogy? Exactly, yes. Um, I mean, there's, there's a fair reason why the food chain is the way it is now, and, and it's not that it's all bad, but inherently uh, it has evolved away from serving the consumers and helping the farmers preserve their, their way of life. And so the, the best way to help reverse that is to give direct access to the consumer and let them choose based on a very open informational system, uh, and then they can choose directly without any intermediate selecting products out of a range of reasons why it would be more economical for them to buy one product over another one. So now, as, as we bring it directly to the consumer and, and bring the information out and clear and fair, uh, the, the major change will probably have to follow up, but it will be coming from, it, it will be coming from a grassroots type movement, uh, which we're trying to be involved with because, to be fair, there's many, many, many initiatives everywhere, food hubs, partnerships um, that are very, very valuable. But there was a lack of very uh, integral, uh, collaborative, uh, common-type platforms that we're trying to build. Uh, so, you know, I, I tripped across your website, agrilliance.com, and there was an invitation right on it. Sign up your farm. As you said, get on the map. Mm -hmm. um, it's an interesting and very quick process. Can you kind of describe it for us? Sure. Well, um, basically, farmers that want to be uh, involved in this uh, come to the site, uh, open an account, write their address, which is quickly verified by the uh, Google API. So addresses must be confirmed with the uh, Internet system. And uh, 
password is selected, and then you get a confirmation and, and you're on. So the farm is posted. Obviously, the more information you put, such as uh, categories of, of products and best practices that you might implement and certification, the better because these will show on the farm's profile. Uh, and so as someone is browsing the map, they will see a summary of their region. And in the summary of that region, you will see all the farmers that are within the 100 miles uh, of their position. And uh, that will tell you what tons of uh, categories of food are being pr produced. And you can uh, select farm by farm and see uh, their contact info uh, and contact them directly. So currently, we are in beta phase. So that's uh, still a very, very uh, simple interface. Um, but it tells a lot of information already to consumers. And the goal is to make this evolve into a further more direct and efficient way for farmers to sell the products. You know, Julian, it, I found it very easy to, to list my farm and to list my product, which is 100% grass-fed beef, on your mm -hmm. website. And once I had done that, I was really surprised um, that immediately on Facebook, almost immediately, I got little messages from people that I know saying that they saw that I was on your website, that I was mm -hmm. on, listed on AgriLiance, which tells me that there is something that's really catchy, something that is moving once you sign up your farm. People are going to find you. I, was, I yep. was really, really surprised at how quickly I got responses from people. I mean, I'm talking about within hours. There are numbers, as you said, there are numbers of other kinds of websites out there that try to create this farmer-consumer directory. How is AgriLiance different? Uh, I would say the main difference is that we are a global initiative, and we are very techno-based uh, mindset. So what we're going to do is implement a lot of uh, information analysis and, and, and sharing within the system so that if a product is being grown in a region which is in the same climatic hardiness than uh, another one, uh, there's a way to, to make some conclusions about how that product or cultivar might also be used somewhere else. And these are the kinds of connections that we want to uh, put forward so that there's a, a diversity that's preserved. And so instead of people all heading towards the same cultivars, there will be a deserf, um, diversification taking place uh, by giving the incentive to have more than one diversity of more than one product. And wow. so we have, we have an approach that we want to have an incentive to consumer will. So consumer will, will will incentivize farmers to preserve their diversity and, and remain different from their fellow farmers. So everyone benefits from these kinds of, of uh, approach. You know, that that's what I found to be so interesting when I was reading through your website. This is not just a farmer's directory. There's actually a, a, kind of some philosophical uh, beliefs and some core values that underlie your effort. You, you talked about... Um, Genetic diversity, you know, so that people, farmers are encouraged to use as diverse uh, a set of, of, of um, flora and fauna as possible. What are some of the other kind of, of um, values that are inherent to AgriLiance? Well, basically everything is derived from the main goal being increasing the resili uh, resiliency and independence of, of regional communities. So 
it's not like we took values and, and then we, we forged a plan from those values. We, we looked at the main value, which is there is a problem in, in which everything is becoming too centralized and the infrastructure uh, and food systems. So what we need to do is align everything that we need towards that simple goal. So in terms of best practices, anything that fits uh, liberating a farmer from being more dependent to the outside is a value that we embrace. So if you look at fertilizers, well, locally produced organic fertilizers are a better option than uh, chemical fertilizers. Chemical fertilizers might have a great use in certain circumstances, but there's always going to be the same uh, reasoning behind it. You need to buy it from someone, and that someone uh, is related to a very centralized production place. Mm -hmm. So this is the way we approach it. So there's something about the organic uh, standard on our site, and it's not that we require people to be certified organic because we don't. We embrace people who do, but there's also people who do grow organic or according to organic practices, but they skip the certification process because their scale doesn't allow them to invest that such an amount. Mm -hmm. um, so what matters to us is the best practices, and that serves on the long run. That serves the, the clients and that serves the farmers, and, and the communities benefit directly from that from an increased resiliency in the system. And the resiliency of multiple systems increases the resiliency of the global system. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that fascinated me, too. It's, it's, it seems as if you're trying to build a global community of local food systems. Um, yes. Where, where there's, there's the opportunity to just um, connect people so that they have more opportunity to uh, invest in one another to rebuild their local, you know, food shed and watershed uh, through good practice, and that there's a financial um, incentive in this as well. Am I correct? Well, for that, I mean, you know, there's there's the opportunity for the farmer to well to make more sales. Um, yes, exactly. I mean, sustainability does entail uh, financial sustainability as well. And there's, there's nowhere around it. If you can't live from your, your uh, craft, your harvest, then your farm is not sustainable. Right. So that's a very important aspect. That's not the most important, but that's, that's the most important in terms of if you don't have that one, nothing goes. If you don't have the other two, the social and the environmental one, you might survive for a little while. But in the long run, most likely, the farm is being depleted of its uh, support systems and on the long run, it might fail as, as much as if it didn't have any money from the start. Right. And that's what I found kind of interesting when I was signing up my farm, the, the questions that you asked about practice. Um, of course, my, my particular farm is about 100% grass-fed beef. So you have a certain list of questions there uh, about what, how it is that we operate our farm. And I thought that that was a terrific thing to do because... Yeah. It's what matters to people who are looking beyond today's meal. They're looking to the system behind their plate. And I, I think, and it seems that your website and your effort is, is confirming that this is a growing concern. Is, is that a demand that you're seeing more out there? Well, it, it obviously asks more. You see, I follow what's happening in the U.S. with, with some type of labeling on practices. And obviously, it's the, there's some momentum that it is gaining. Um, so the practices 
are very important to a portion of the population, the result of the practices are important to most people in the population. Because if you if you compare two meals and, and you, you don't know which one has the best practices, you most likely taste the difference. Mm-hmm. And there's been a change in the way food has sta- sta- tasted. If you, if you probably heard older people mention that food tasted way better back in the day, and uh, for for having traveled in places where there's never been a, a change, a drastic change towards industrial farming, I can definitely say that I've witnessed that taste difference in certain rice in Asia and certain meats. Um, so so yes, I think the best practice is. If either people care about them intrinsically or they care about the results that they, they provide. So I think most people care about them. Mm. Now, you mentioned earlier that agriliance.com, this website, is in its beta. That means it's, it's in its uh, first and formative stage. Um, and certainly when I signed up, it was, there was no charge associated with it. Tell us a little bit about what you're planning, what, what is the effort, where is it going? So, so as you mentioned, the, we're in beta phase. So right now the most important uh, aspect of it is to have uh, an increased amount of farms registered. Uh, we want to have a high number. We want to have them uh, enter as many data on what they produce and their practices as possible and have a lot of feedback. And so that's our first goal for the the beta phase, because from that we can start implementing changes, which we're already working on, but we do want to have farmers' input. And as you contacted me uh, in regards to your farm and and the way you price your products, um, most farms of small scale come up with a scheme that works them best. And that's something we need to embrace. That's also something that's the hardest to implement in a a store-type platform. So... We do need to have a lot of feedback and consider all those options to make the system fit everyone the best way possible. Um, and so in the next steps, we want to integrate the other uh, food chain agents, which are consumers and commercial purchasers and uh, transformers. Mm. So we do want to start listing eventually uh, uh, restaurants and breweries and wineries mm. and, and display those or display the, the mention that those who buy locally uh, are participating in the local infrastructure as much as the farmers are. Mm-hmm. And so they would be rewarded by consumer uh, will towards uh, purchasing in their way. And in other levels, we, we do want to go uh, hard into a data science and uh, a lot of climate change adaptation type of uh, functionalities. Uh, so that's why we have a very strong data science and, and, um, and GIS-based um, capacities. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, it's amazing the, the type of uh, analysis and um, data that you hope to not only gather, but be able to share on this site. Because I, I think I'm hearing from you that if I, as a farmer, uh, let's say I was go- growing a, a kind of broccoli, and there are people growing broccoli you know, in every corner of the globe, and they're also on the website, that there might be an opportunity to actually share information about um, varieties amongst the farmers? Yes. And, and if you have a system that learns from other people's input, you can also uh, share that learning very fast. I know currently farmers are involved in more of like a uh, agrarian or a permaculture um, 
uh, trend, they have to search on blogs and ask questions and trial and error. But with data, you can accelerate these kinds of um, conclusions. So through mapping and a lot of uh, overlapping of knowledge, you can, you can easily figure out that what someone does in their region is, is applicable in your region. Hmm. Um, and so that's something that we really want to explore. Uh, it's, it's being used in other realms, uh, not very strongly in agriculture yet. Uh, maybe in very, very uh, industrial-type farms, but that's not driven by the same ambition. So uh, it, it tends to linearize the way products are made and uh, make them uniform. So we want to use the same technology to go the other way. Got it. So are you working with any uh, kind of large uh, seed-saving organizations or other kinds of farmer groups in an effort to um, do some of this work? I've been in discussion with many, many people. There's uh, two, two profs from, uh, from MSU that I've been discussing with because we are trying to build a very strong scientific committee to advise on uh, different things. Uh, and they're very connected with food hubs in Michigan. Oh. Uh, so that's a very uh, interesting partnership that we're trying to forge with them. And there's many, many other people we're discussing with. Um, it takes time, um, but... Obviously, the platform will evolve to have uh, a connection with people beyond the farming. Mm -hmm. uh, and resources is also a, a very, very strong goal that we have. So seeds and fertilizers will definitely get involved at one point. You know, Julian, the more you talk about it, the more excited, I guess, I, I get about uh, this website and your efforts because it is so much more than a farmer directory. It really does have um, some amazing potential for getting a, a much better grasp of who is out there growing, what are the demands, uh, what could grow best, and, and the connection to uh, water availability and climate change and, and uh, diversity of, of plants and livestock. I mean, it could become a very uh, important uh, resource for farmers. We're hoping so. I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind that it will, but um, it will take a lot of farmers to join and uh, good trust and still a lot of work, but we're getting there, I think. This, uh, the team that we have is very, very powerful, and you don't see that very often. In, in, we haven't seen that in the past many times in organizations of this nature, but there's a lot of social innovation now that takes place uh, in a lot of places, and that's very encouraging because uh, there's a transition from um, very, very skilled and passionate people that leaves the conventional business world to head into a social uh, innovation mindset. And mm. that's the greatest hope that we have, I think. If people want to find out more about AgriAlliance and want to sign up their farm, how do they do that? Uh, all you have to do is uh, go on the Internet and look for AgriAlliance with two L's, dot com. And you will see a nice landing page, and you will be able to explore and read and connect, uh, connect with us. And if hopefully you like what you see and you appreciate what we're trying to achieve, you will register your farm and stay with us for the long run because we've got a lot of things in the, in the building right now. So it's Ag Reliance, Ag, A-G-R-I-L-L-I-A-N-C-E dot com. Now, Julian, right now I signed up and it was free. Is that something that will change, or how is this being financed? So we are a startup, and as I mentioned before, uh, financial sustainability 
is as important as all the other aspects of sustainability. Um, but our goal is, is to serve farmers so that they are doing better. So our financing uh, plan is what you see now is to remain free. So the, the uh, listing of a farm and the information that's shown is free. Uh, what we'll do in the future is increase the amount of functionalities that we add, and they will be priced almost like a case-by-case case and in a way that will account for the capacity of paying of farmers. But our goal is to increase the offer and free more uh, past uh, functionality so that they become part of the package, the free package. Well, as we wrap up here, I'm wondering, uh, Dave Corbett, you who have been in the farming world for many, many decades, what do you think of this? Well, what strikes me about it is that it sounds like it's not merely an effort to line up producers and consumers, but to maybe at the least participate and maybe initiate a little social change as well. Julian, I want to thank you so much for being uh, on our show this morning. The, you know, I just tripped across your website and, and delved into it just this week, so I'm, I'm glad that you were available uh, to do this because it certainly is, as you've said, an opportunity for farmers to use that website to um, gain and, and actually further their, their independence as producers within their own local community. So thank you very much. Well, you're very welcome, and thank you for the invite. Bye. Bye-bye now. Visit my website, bronxtobarn.com, to download this and past interviews, to learn about my farm, and to reserve 100% grass-fed beef. We deliver to Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota. Thanks.